Some of you are going to find this a bit incredulous, but here's something that federal, state, and local governments all tell us to do that we should actually listen to. Eat more fruits and vegetables. You've heard about the health benefits of increasing plant-based nutrients into your diet, but how can you easily consume all the fruits and veggies needed? Well, it's easy. By adding Grown American Superfood and Essential Vitamins Plus Immunity into your meals. Grown American Superfood and Essential Vitamins Plus Immunity is a power blend that has 31 fruits and vegetables in every scoop. Organic vegetables, super greens, super fruits, and super sprouts. It is fortified with essential vitamins plus an immunity boost. And right now, you can get a free two-week supply of Grown American Superfood and Essential Vitamins Plus Immunity by just paying $8.95 for the shipping and handling. And not only that, you'll also get a free frother to quickly whip up your healthy and nutritious grown American drink. Go to grownamericansuperfood.com forward slash John and order today. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. This is the John Fugelsang Podcast. I want to play really quickly. We haven't talked about COVID, and this is the week we will most likely hit officially 1 million American deaths. Here is CDC Director Rochelle Walensky giving an update on the BA2 subvariant coming soon to a town near you. CDC has been closely tracking the BA2 sublineage of the Omicron variant carefully. The variant has been in the United States for about the past two months, and it has been slowly increasing in proportion compared to BA1. This week, we estimate that BA2 represents about 35% of circulating variants nationally. As we're learning from our colleagues in Europe, Asia, and South Africa, where BA2 has resulted in varied peaks of cases, there's no evidence that BA2 variant results in more severe disease, nor does it appear to be more likely to evade our immune protection. However, it does have increased transmission in comparison to the related BA1 Omicron variant that circulated in the U.S. this past winter. Over the past week, we have seen a small increase in reported COVID-19 cases in New York State and New York City, and some increases in people in the hospital with COVID-19 in New England, specifically where the BA2 variant has been reaching levels above 50%. This small increase in cases in the Northeast is something that we are closely watching as we look for any indication of an increase in severe disease from COVID-19 and track whether it represents any strain on our hospitals. We have not yet seen this so far. So watch this space. We're at 866-997-GRIT. I do want to point out that House officials are still trying to get back to a reopening Before BA2 can hit, they announced the first two phases of a three-phase plan to reopen the Capitol to tours beginning March 28th, with the Botanic Gardens reopening on April 1st. Uh, We are at 866-997-GRIT. And before I can get to your calls and to Keith Price, mentioned earlier the Biden administration has formally accused Russia of committing war crimes in Ukraine. 
The evidence, uh, according to a statement that Anthony Blinken put out today, Russia's forces have destroyed apartment buildings, schools, hospitals, critical infrastructure, civilian vehicles, shopping centers, and ambulances, leaving thousands of innocent civilians killed or wounded. Many of the sites Russia's forces have hit have been clearly identifiable as in use by civilians. So what happens next? Well, any country can prosecute war crimes, but Russia does not recognize the authority of the International Criminal Court, which adjudicates war crimes and genocide and crimes against humanity. And now that I mention it, the USA doesn't recognize the authority of the International Criminal Court either, which is convenient since we had a war against Iraq and attacked some of the same civilian targets we're decrying Russia attacking now. 866-997-GRIT is our number. And, and here's the last thing I want to get to, because this was in the Daily Beast earlier today. Ukraine's security service released this recording last night, and it's, it's two Russian soldiers on an intercepted phone call that has been verified as accurate, but boy, it would make great propaganda if it wasn't. Um, it's been translated. It's two soldiers near Mykolaiv in southern Ukraine. One is telling his colleague on the phone, basically it's a shit show here, I'll put it that way. And he tells his friend on the phone that Ukrainian forces tore apart a column of Russian forces sent with his own unit. He talks about how there's total disarray in the military, that 50%, 50% of his Russian military unit right now is suffering from frostbite on their feet, and there's no field hospital. Uh, the soldier said on the fourth day of their deployment, the general commanding his unit, uh, Lut General Lieutenant Yakov Rezantsev, told him this would be over quickly. The soldier on the recording says, do you know what he told us? It's no secret to anyone that there are only a few hours until this special operation is over. And now those hours are still going. The soldiers are complaining about having Kevlar vests that don't have the hard armor panel. They're all ignored. And then he says, he uses this term for this Russian military term for, for, for dead bodies, for fallen soldiers, which is, uh, they call them 200s. And he says, the soldier, they couldn't even send off the 200s here. They rode with us for five days, meaning the Russian military is having to bring their war dead along with them. The soldier says, even in Chechnya, there was nothing like this, describing the situation as a madhouse. Now, 14,000 Russian troops died in Chechnya. And there are already early reports that as many as 14,000 Russian troops may have died in Ukraine in the last three and a half weeks. The soldier said, this special operation, damn it, with respect to homes not meant to be destroyed, it's bullshit. This was released, this conversation, as reports have surfaced that things are so bad for Russian troops that one of the Russian soldiers has attacked a colonel he blamed for troop losses. Two different soldiers talk about this. I mean, two different journalists, rather, have reported that there were different groups of Russian soldiers in Markarov, in the Kiev region, that lost at least half of their men in battles against Ukrainian forces. And one of the Russian soldiers blamed the commander of the group, Colonel Yuri Medvedev, for the deaths of his friends. So having waited for the right moment during battle, he ran over the commander with a tank as he stood next to him, injuring both his legs. Now Colonel Medvedev is in a hospital in Belarus, waiting for monetary compensation for combat wounds received during the special military operation to protect the Donbass. We can't confirm this yet, 
although uh, Chechen leader Raman Kadriov has confirmed that Medvedev was injured during a fighting in his post this month. Literally reports that Russian soldiers are running over their own commanding officers with tanks. Morale is very, very low for the Russians. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. a great comic and actor. She's open for Anita Baker and Diana Ross and Aretha Franklin. She's done many, many great solo shows. And this Saturday, March 26th, she is performing at Comedy in Harlem, the new club run by our good friend Nikki Sunshine with a great lineup, including Vicki Cooperman and Michelle and Nikki and the one and only Miss Rhonda Handsome. Hello, Rhonda. I'm black, y'all. Thank God. <laughs> Thank God. How It's good to see you. Oh, it's always great to be with you. I uh, I made the mistake of of reading something uh, on the internet before coming on. Um, the <laughs> scientists are actually um, working on uh, having mammals create uh, reproduce themselves without male uh, involvement in really? in the yes. And um, and I thought, my God, the poor incels really are are going to be beside themselves with this. I, I, it, it's hard enough for them to have sex, but now they're just like being totally discounted. And I think, you know, within the next five or 10 years, you know, they'll just be having women have women and men have babies without men being involved <laughs> oh john what is the world coming to there, i don't know a, I, I mean it sounds like a good idea to me my, my wife has said many times that her least favorite part of the reproductive process was the male involvement so i've, I've actually heard this <laughs> talking point in the past i doubt that i doubt but they've that. done it already rhonda they've actually they've actually done it they've actually um have been able to uh conceive uh without any male uh, participation in the lab. They've been able to actually do a form of asexual reproduction um, with just the female eggs. So yeah, uh, it's, uh, I, being obsolete has never felt better. <laughs> I, I don't like that trend. But also uh, 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 these, uh, this black man in Detroit, um, Dijon, I, 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 yes, I think his, his name is, I am a little worried. He's 62 years old and he is determined to go fight in the Ukraine. He's already past the age limit that they are asking you, the Ukraine people to fight. And I just, just keep getting this idea of a black person in the sea of white faces being like a target. It, I, I will. Will he have enough blood pressure medicine with him? Uh, I will his I arthritis his... act up when he has to shoot a gun. I don't know. Uh, I, this I, story, I know. I mean, and it's also this gentleman's name is M. Dujon Johnson. He, he lives in Detroit and he's 62. And apparently, he's he's going over there this week to fight 
on the front lines against Russia's invasion. Uh, and there's a photo in the D Detroit Free Press of him with some Ukrainian friends praying together at his church. Th but this guy, Rhonda, did you know he was actually with the Peace Corps response in Ukraine from 2018 to 2019? Uh, he taught at university over there in a business college, and he lived in Ukraine. So to me, it might seem nutty, but he's someone who, who is very involved. And he even said after the p pandemic began, he taught online at Ukrainian universities. So he does have years of investment in the country, and it's, it's clear he loves these people enough that, yeah, being a 62-year-old black man in Detroit, he's willing to go and risk his life for them to help defend their land. I mean, if he wants to risk his life, he can walk around any place in Detroit. And, uh, I, mean. <laughs> I know. Well, maybe he wants to go to a place safer than Detroit. Did it ever occur to you there? Maybe he can get some decent sleep in Ukraine right now. He lives on the west side of Detroit, for God's sakes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, let me let me read what he said, because he actually I was reading this man's interview. He said, if a democratically elected government can be wiped off the map. The question is, who's next? Is it Estonia? Is it Poland? Is it Lithuania? Is it Hungary? Where does it stop? With Hitler, people kept thinking he would stop as he was invading these countries. So while I, a part of me wants to make fun of him, a part of me says, well, this is a guy who really puts his money where his mouth is. He cares about these people. And yeah, he may be one of the lone black fighters there in the country and, and, and over 60. I mean, men of his age in Ukraine don't have to stay and fight, but I, I, it, it's hard not to admire his caring. Well, I, I don't admire his caring that that in that direction. I, I feel like we have a war against white supremacy right here in America. You know, Johnny doesn't have to go all the way to the well, Ukraine. To, and he says fight. his wife, his children and his ex-wife are 100 percent opposed to him going to Ukraine. They're really afraid of losing him. Um, but he wants to go. And he he said he was selected to go to Russia two years ago as a Fulbright scholar. So it's not like he's a dope. He's he's taught and he's he really seems to have thought it through, Mr. Johnson. Well, I I wish him well. I wish him well in Me this too. white on white uh, fight that's going on. I I really uh, was disturbed by some uh, pictures of torture of people in the Ukraine who I don't know if they were Russian or if they were just Ukraine people who who didn't want to fight. But uh, uh, did you see any uh, any of those pictures on no, on the? I didn't. Yeah, no, uh, not only were they they uh, uh, debasing these people, but they were very homoerotic at the same time. I'm like, oh, and they they were like taping people to lampposts and pulling I've down their that. pants and, and the, and the accusation them. is the accusation is that these are actually people being tortured they're russian speaking civilians being tortured by ukraine um which uh you know I, of course i i oppose horribly um we don't know yet how much of this is russian propaganda how much of it's really true it's Again, if, if Russian people are being mistreated within Ukraine, it's not going to really help them get more international support. Really? I, I just I just hate where, you know, why do they have to mix the sex with the violence? I, I mean, you know, let's have one or the other. But because but men are into because it's about dehumanizing and degrading you as people. Absolutely. That's, that's what men do. It's all about dehumanizing. And part of that is sexual humiliation. It's nothing new. And it's no different than the rape that conquering armies do. Grit. Guys, here, here's, here's the facts, Rhonda. 
Um, the facts are that uh, BA2 is the variant, and it's coming. It's reported to be 40% more contagious than BA1, which was arguably the most contagious virus in modern human history. We're still losing uh, a couple thousand American lives a day. We're going to hit one million American lives lost to COVID probably over the next week. And here is from yesterday on ABC's This Week, Dr. Fauci. They asked him about the best steps to prevent the reboot no one wants, another sequel to COVID, A7. I mean, we only still have about 65% of our population has been vaccinated and of, of the total population. And of those who are eligible for a booster, only about 50% of them have been boosted. There are a lot of things that we can do from a public health standpoint. The other thing we can do, and I hope that we get the funding from the Congress to do this, is to continue to build up our supply of antivirals, of tests, and of the ability to give boost. I mean, we have a number of clinical trials going that are trying to determine what the best combination of boosting is to get both effectiveness and durability. And as scary as it is, Rhonda, they just announced Disneyland has closed their Shanghai Disneyland theme park, which is in China's most populous city, as they're trying to deal with their biggest coronavirus flare up in two years. It's coming but, back. It, it, John, but we're uh, we're releasing, we're rescinding all the mask mandates now. Yep. I mean, I don't understand it. I, I I'm not going to say it's a conspiracy theory, you know, just because it is that the. Uh, uh, they're gonna. They're just trying to kill us with this. I mean, we're gonna. I was on the train today, and I'm like, this is this is suicidal. People yeah. people are not wearing masks on on the train inside places, and uh, but we went through this already. It's the lull before the surge, and Every time. we we are going to suffer and i it, we don't deserve this john we really don't I, deserve this i completely this. agree with you rhonda i was in miami for the weekend we went down for charmy's birthday and i hadn't been to south beach since before all this started and all we did was hang out and walk around um and i was shocked uh i would say that um outdoors and indoors over the course of the weekend less than one percent of the people i saw were wearing any kind of masks now again masks work one person wearing a mask reduces likelihood of getting COVID by about 50%. Medical experts still advocate for wearing masks on public transportation, especially air travel. And the TSA just extended their mask mandate, which was supposed to expire today for another month. But eight Democrats in the Senate just voted with Republicans to undo the extension. And I think it's because Democrats are terrified of being wiped out in November and they sense they're going to get piled on. So they're all coming out against masks now and ignoring the public safety because they want to keep their jobs. I mean, the, the airlines are running out of duct tape to tape down people who are fighting over not wearing a mask. We're crazy. I know. I know. It's scary. And it just seems like, but we've said this for two years, Rhonda. It's going to be a lot of start and stop, start and stop. And going back to normal, well, it'll feel normal. And then we're going to be two steps forward, one step back. It's it's just going to keep going on. And I'm just still worried about, you know, people who don't have it, who are going to get it and get long COVID because they still don't know why some of us get this and can't get rid of it. 
Well, that's the other thing that I'm worried about with the insurance going, oh my gosh, you mean you have something from long COVID? Now that's a pre-existing condition. We can't cover that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I can imagine them, you know, just making that kind of decision very easily. Now, Rhonda, really quick, a new study has found a significant percentage of kindergarten to second grade children in the U.S. believe hot dogs, hamburgers, and bacon come from plants. <laughs> Published in the Journal of Environmental Psychology, a team of psychologists asked children to categorize a range of foods, including cheese, french fries, bacon, popcorn, shrimp, almonds, and eggs. 47% believe that french fries came from animals. 41% of children believe bacon came from a plant. 40% believe that uh, hot dogs came from a plant. And chicken nuggets, which have the word chicken in their name, were misidentified. <laughs> That's coming from plants 38% of the time. Uh, also, they quiz the children on what could and couldn't be eaten. There's confusion about that. Uh, the majority of children, 77%, thought that cows were inedible. 73% thought pigs were inedible. 65% of chicken were inedible. 1% of children thought you could eat sand. Um, John, all of the people who are worried about <laughs> CRT, they better get some home economics classes going Thank for these you. little ones. <laughs> right? Racists, heal thyself. That's what I say. <laughs> and one final story. Um, the biggest story yet, the biggest study yet on Evermectin as a treatment for COVID found what a lot of experts have been saying for uh, over a year. It doesn't work. This is Joe Rogan's favorite horse dewormer. Uh, the anti-vaxxer crowds love it. They had a trial involving 1,400 infected people at risk of severe disease. And they found that the ivermectin did not work better than a placebo. It did not shorten hospital stays. did not get out of the body faster. didn't keep more people alive. No evidence. It was clinically useful. But we still had to fight about it for a year anyway. Well, was the memo sent to Mara Largo? <laughs> no. Nope, they don't need that right now, but when he needs to discount science, they'll have a whole new reason to do it. Thank you so much, Rhonda. Leanne Lord is something we like. She's one of our favorite stand-up comics and authors. You may have seen her on Fox News, MSNBC, or VH1. Maybe... You saw her on one of her many appearances, co-hosting Neil deGrasse Tyson's massively popular podcast, Star Talk. Leanne has a PhD and has published not one, but two volumes of her book, Dicked Jokes, alternate definition for words you've probably never heard of but will definitely never forget. Soon to be seen in a town near you on the spring tour of Funny Women of a Certain Age, Leanne Lord, welcome back. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's always a pleasure to be here. It's very nice to have you. Now, I'll be honest, I expected a much worse connection because you just did a college gig tonight. Well, see, I was supposed to do a college gig tonight. That was the plan. What happened? Uh, apparently, all I did was practice driving in my car. What happened? <laughs> I got there, and the guy was so apologetic. Um, he had to cancel the show because the, the students are just back from spring break. And they've not been attending any of the events. They're having a hard time sort of getting themselves together. So I got, I, I drove to Drew Rochelle to have dinner. Oh. <laughs> and drove home. <laughs> Did you have an opener? Were you the only comic on the bill? No, I was the only comic on the bill. You know, for colleges, you know, sometimes you get an opener, but mostly it's you. 
I know. Um, I yeah, remember back show. in the day, way back in the 90s, I remember doing a lot of college shows with you, Leanne, when we were both starting out. Yep. Yep. It, yeah, and it, it, it's funny because all my friends are like, Leanne, you still perform in colleges? Yes. Someone else on the roster wasn't available. <laughs> that's when I get the call. And it's always like, okay, it's probably Aaron Jackson. Aaron's busy writing on a TV show, so then Kate will pitch me. And oh, then it's so sure, frustrating, I'm not doing anything. And I mean, I, like, wait a minute, what am I going to say to these children? <laughs> what? I mean, like, like to me, it's just, you know, imagine you're, you're preparing to do a show at a college on a Tuesday night and you're prepping and you work on your set and you make the drive and you've, you've shown up, right? You're all ready to do it. And then the show what? is canceled. It's, it's got to feel like when you've had a distinguished career as a judge and uh, have many, many cases under your belt and you're about to become the first black woman in the Supreme Court and they make you get questioned by Ted Cruz and Lindsey Graham. Like what? All this prep for nothing? It is an incredibly similar feeling. You've nailed it. Thank you. <laughs> you complete me. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if you've gotten to watch too much of uh, Judge Katanji Brown Jackson's hearing so far this week, but to me, it's really an object lesson of the kind of things that brilliant, accomplished women have to deal with from inferior, mediocre men in positions of authority. Um, that's what the memes trending on Instagram are saying. Really? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, no, I, I, you know, I really want her to sort of freak out like Kavanaugh, maybe, you know, because that'll, right. that'll help when women do that, you know, that's fine, or just storm <sighs> so out true. like the dude asking questions. I don't even know who it was at this point. Lindsey Graham. He, stor- he stormed Thank out. Thank you. But this is what yeah, happens, right? Going. We kept wanting Barack mm-hmm. Obama to get angry, but we all know what happens when a black person gets angry or when a woman gets angry. We know how the culture responds. So she's got us take there, sit there for 13 hours like Hillary Clinton at a Benghazi hearing and just mm-hmm. take it from these mediocrities. You know, can we just cut to the confirmation? You know, and mind <laughs> you, I'm, I'm, I'm mitigating my excitement about this because, again, it's, it's, if you understand anything about history, one step forward, two steps back. You know, what's the backlash going to be? You know, I'm sure there are just the there are folks who are disappointed. You know, the Make America Great Again folks who are just waiting for the opportunity for the Supreme Court to be all white and all male, and this just pushes that goal further back. So, you know, thoughts and prayers for those folks uh, who are sitting through this. <laughs> Let me just play. Can I play a little bit of of today's hearings? Because we had so much audio, and I, I'd love to get your thoughts. This is Lindsey Graham. This is a four, Chris. Here's here's Miss Thing, very upset still that his favorite choice for Supreme Court wasn't chosen. And so he decided to air his grievances during today's hearing rather than ask the distinguished judge about her credentials. Uh, In your nomination, did you notice that people from the left were pretty much cheering you on? A lot of people were cheering me on, Senator. That's true. true. Did you know that a lot of people from the left were trying to destroy Michelle Childs? Did you notice that? Senator, a lot of people were supporting various people for this nomination. So you're saying you didn't know there was a concerted effort to disqualify Judge Childs from South Carolina because she was a union-busting, unreliable He's literally repeating the criticism he's complaining about. Senator, I was... I'm a sitting judge. I was focused on my cases. The answer is no, I didn't know that. No, I didn't know that. Would it bother you if uh, if that happened? 
Senator, it, it is troublesome that people are or were doing things related to I think the that's the best way to, to say it. People have a right to speak out and pick the person of their choice. But all I can say is that if you miss the fact that there was an organized effort, well, here's President Biden has only a certain amount of political capital for keeping his party united. If he needlessly angers progressives on this SCOTUS pick, that could create all sorts of problems for him down the line, Jeff Hauser, revolving door projects. Uh, let's okay, see. I think we've heard enough. I mean, this is a sample of what this woman has had to deal with all day. He's talking about everything except her and making it all about him. Every stereotype about women uh, being self-indulgent is being shown by these men, Leah. You're not supposed to say that or see that. It's not, it's not the same. It's not the same at all. You know, <laughs> men get to be, you know, petty, whiny little bitches. And, um, you know, women still have to sort of toe the line. That sounds, you know, par for the course. Or am I just being yeah. my regular glass half empty self? Well, look, no, at least it's not like that in comedy clubs. Am I right? Am I right? Oh, no, no. Total fairness. Total parity and fairness. All of meritocracy. Yeah. Oh, if only. (laughs) Honestly, let me ask you a question, Ms. Lord, because here's what everyone asks me. It's a a scary time. You see a brilliant woman like Katanji Brown-Jackson who has to jump through hoops held by morons to get a job she's qualified for. We're witnessing this devastating war in Ukraine, which just seems to be getting worse and worse and worse. COVID is coming back. Um, how are you staying sane in these times? You know, how, how do you hold it all together as a strong black woman who's been through a lot? Um, when the news is like this and we have to stay informed, how do you not let it get to you, Ms. Lord? Because you're very good at that. Um, I don't know if I'm very good at it, but I'm, I'm going to go back and challenge your initial um, assertion about my sanity. Um, I think it's very sweet that you think I'm not insane already. Oh. So I, I don't know what that's about your sanity right there. But, yeah, no, I'm absolutely an insane, crazy person. But see, uh, but I think you're saying in the world, I think you're saying because you take your crazy and you turn it into humor, you turn it into art, you use your crazy to make other people feel less crazy, which is the best thing an artist can do. You know what? I was talking about something said that very same thing with another comic I was chatting with, you know, tonight, you know, on the way to my gig. It's like, you know, we take our pain. And you know it must be painful because that's you know it immediately turns and becomes something funny because that's how we process our pain, and ergo other people who are sitting in the audience going through that same thing. Everybody's overwhelmed, you know. Yeah. Everybody's like, "What is happening in the world right now?" You know, does anybody know? No, no one's really in charge. Uh, we thought we'd be doing better than our grandparents. Uh, nonsense. Um, again, I try to do it in small doses. You know, I'll, you know, whatever I happen to get incidentally while listening to the weather. And an umbrella and they're still bombing in Ukraine. Okay. So I got okay, I got the you know, the, the, the basics. Oh, gas prices are still high. Okay, got that. Um you know, you have to manage the intake. I even remember when my worst news days or worst news weeks was nine eleven. Yeah. You know, when that happened, all of us, I, I can't speak for the entire country, but especially us here in New York, we sat in front of the TV for days, days, mm. days, days. And I'm like, I will, I will, I'm not doing that again because um, that wasn't healthy. I mean, I, I knew it was something that we had to go through well, at the time. We didn't know what else. We were starved for information. Well, that's not a healthy way of doing it. 
and you get yeah. sucked into this this bubble of everything's bad or you know because everything's awesome, everything's awful all the time, and it, you really have to really really struggle and, and try to find out where those silver linings are for you in your life at that moment. You know, I like agree. yes, I had hot water in my house and I had a shower. Sometimes yep. it's that basic. Because yep. somebody in the Ukraine didn't. You know, help, what am I saying? Somebody in Brooklyn didn't. What am yeah, I Yeah, exactly. Right here. <laughs> right I mean, here. right when we went to air tonight, Leanne, the news broke that the Oklahoma House has just passed a near total ban on abortions, with the only exception being <sighs> if a pregnant woman's life is in danger. So rape, incest, you are the state will force you to bear your rapist child or your dad's child. This would be the most restrictive ban on abortion in the country if passed into law. And essentially what to me it says is Oklahoma is joining the growing list of states that are offering rapists a chance to pick out the unwilling mother of their next child. That's how crazy it's gotten now. Well, well, see, that I didn't catch that while I was catching the weather today. So I take back my silver lining and uh, <laughs> raise you of what the fuck is happening. Like, I, I truly understand this, this need to control women in our bodies. I mean, what is, what is this sickness that is, well, that is happening? If I, if I may offer a guess, it's, it's even worse than that. I don't think most of these Republican politicians care. I think they do it to get jobs, and they are doing it just to appeal to people who have a very twisted, backwards, un-Jesus-oriented view of religion uh, that's about owning women and controlling women, and where, you know, they want small government, but the state should have the power to control your body and your choices. And, and half of these politicians, I don't know what they really think. I know that they pander to idiots and racists and fake Christians, and that's the problem. Well. Wouldn't, are, are there more idiots and racists and fake Christians than regular folks? There, there are not. The, get the, ma- to. the majority of Americans actually support abortion rights. But here's the thing. The race, the racists and the fake Christians, they like voting more than any other group. And they're the group mm. that always shows up. And when you don't show up to vote, I tell everyone, there's a racist who's hoping you won't show up because your vote will cancel out theirs. You know, it's, it's funny. I kind of thought about this as I, I was watching the news tonight because I knew I was going to be here and I had to be somewhat literate about what's happening in the world, somewhat. Um, if, if Putin really wanted Ukraine back, this is a horrible dating scenario. You know, you don't get somebody <laughs> back by breaking into their house and stealing Correct. shit and hurting them. You know, how, how about wooing them back? Like, hey, you know, uh, if you came back to Russia... You guys would get unemployment benefits and free masks and, ooh, help out stabilize rent control. Like, you know, what's really cool stuff. <laughs> hey, you know what, maybe we should start dating again, Putin. You know? So <laughs> funny. <laughs> so, yeah, so funny. I want the art of the woo. But that's it. Look at how Putin is handling the situation, and you understand how Putin's approaches relationships with women. You know, well, my girlfriend threw me out and doesn't want me back. Well, then it's easy. All you'll do is invade her house and kill her family, and eventually she will love you because she has to. And he thinks that'll work. Yeah. This is where we're at. Let me get a call. Let me get a call in. Um, Mark in Portland, you've been waiting on hold forever. You're on with Leanne. 
Hey, John, first of all, my favorite Marx Brothers movie is Duck Soup. Same here. Yeah, the whole scene with, um, you know, the mirror is just yes. absolutely brilliant, brilliant physical humor. Great scene. Absolutely brilliant. Great scene. Uh, but many people, <clears throat> many people today have been talking about the one question that Lindsey Graham asked that's kind of under the radar. But uh, he said, uh, if you had to decide between sitting here answering questions for eight hours by a white man who aren't as smart as you or listening to a eight-hour conference on life insurance, how would you decide? <laughs> of course, she says, no comment. And he says, aha! Anyway. Uh, so anyway. funny. <laughs> and, uh, and a lot of people don't know this, but uh, Lindsey Graham was originally picked to play the gimp in Pulp Fiction, but he was turned down because he liked it too much. <laughs> <laughs> they wanted the gimp to have more dignity. That was the problem. Thank you very much for the call, Mark. 